Hey, hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Walk. And I am almost beginning my walk. I'm walking through the house. Oh, I should probably turn that music off. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Google. Stop. That worked. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to start the day in a relaxed way because we all need some relaxation. Let me open the door here. Ooh, it's chilly. It's much colder than yesterday. Ooh. But the garden looks pretty. I think the volunteers have been working around the house, hopefully keeping their distances. And I see tons of daffodils here on the right side of the garage. Beautiful. Nature is getting very pretty, and almost no one can enjoy it because we're all stuck at home. We're allowed to leave here in the Netherlands, at least for the moment. It's not the case in every country right now. In many places, people have to stay inside. I heard even in some states in the U.S. that that is now the case, where you can't even leave without a permit. It's not as bad here right now, but of course things are evolving by the minute, almost. But after a week of craziness, this morning I was like, okay, (laughs) I just need some good music. And so I've been... uh, Really enjoying my relaxed morning playlist and uh, trying to, to slow down a little bit. And I think that's probably the best we can do if, of course, we are in a situation where we can still, you know, manage our own time. That's not the case for people that still have to work, not to mention the people that work in healthcare right now. But I just wanted to share with you in this episode of The Walk my own experiences, maybe also some lessons learned from these early days in the corona crisis. Uh, Things you may recognize, other things that maybe could help you manage this strange situation a little bit better. Um, And I'll I'll just bring you up to date with uh, what's going on and what my plans are and uh, how we're all coping with this. But let me first start to give you an update on my father and my mother I've been uh, sharing their situation in previous episodes and I get questions from time to time from my listeners how are they doing and especially now of course how is the situation with the coronavirus affecting them my my parents um, for those of you that uh, may not have been listening to previous episodes are 78 years old both and Uh, my father has had an operation earlier this, well, actually last year, and he lost his leg, but also um, had very serious effects after this operation, um, which is probably an an increasing dementia. So he's in a care center. My mom lives at home independently, um, and she has had severe... Uh, respiratory problems or heart problems she's had two heart operations uh, not so long ago and so she's also in a difficult situation health wise Um, and then to add insult to injury she now has uh, a hip that is um, hurting tremendously she's almost 
unable to walk. But it's she can still do enough to uh, take care of herself. But it's very, very difficult. She's not... Her situation is not bad enough to ask for professional help uh, for her. So it's a, it's a tough situation. And then just yesterday, our government has announced that all the care centers, also the one where my dad lives, um, will close their doors for an indef- indefinite time. In the sense that nobody is allowed inside. My, my father cannot receive visitors anymore. And that is tough. That is really tough, especially for people that are a little bit confused or a lot confused because they don't always understand what's going on. And another factor that uh, gives me a lot to worry about is that both my father and my mother are in the area of the country where the virus is, uh, is rampant and is making the most victims, especially among the older people. Uh, so definitely the age group of my parents. So all that is not a very comfortable situation to be in. And, uh, and of course, we're, we're following this uh, uh, very closely. But on the other hand, we too have to stay inside. So we can't do much to help, at least not physically. Only try to give moral support as much as possible. For my father, it's even more difficult because he doesn't have a cell phone. And so he's, he depends on the, on the, like the phone of, his, of the section of the, uh, of the care center where he lives. And all the other patients also have to use that same phone. So it's a little bit difficult to get in touch with him or just call him up for a chat. We're going to try, though, regardless. Um, so that's, that's one thing that I had to take into account. And I'm sure I'm not the only one I hear from a lot of you. You also have uh, worries about your family members and maybe even people in your, in your own family or group of friends are, are affected by the, by the virus or have fallen ill. It's a lot to worry about. And of course, no one really knows where this is going. Uh, if you had told me a week ago that we would be here where we are right now, I wouldn't have believed it. And yet, on a daily basis, we're adjusting to the new situation. And I think, I truly believe that over time, I'm walking underneath the, uh, the, the road here, a little tunnel under the, uh, under the highway, and I'm actually very glad that no one else is outside, because, what was it, two days ago I went for a walk, and there were so many people enjoying the sunshine and springtime that it was very hard to do any social distancing, because you kept you know crossing people and sometimes these paths especially if you go into the woods uh, are very small and so it's almost impossible to stay away from other people i'm trying to mitigate the risks a little bit by walking when everyone is having lunch or inside Uh, so i think over time this will become the new normal but we're currently in the startup phase and that is a, that's a tricky situation to be in. And let me share with you some of the um, reflexes that I had. And sometimes I, I, I was even surprised by my own reaction to the situation. My first thought was, what should I do now? I have to jump in and accelerate my plans and do more. 
and maybe I could organize daily masses uh, on the internet. And so I started building up this uh, uh, camera setup. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen some of the stuff that I streamed. Um, and I spent <laughs> an extraordinary amount of time and effort into making that work. And that came also with a lot of technical challenges. Just the other day, I had a big, big issue with my little MacBook, very old MacBook from 2012. It's one of the last ones that has a line-in for audio. But then uh, something broke in the software, probably because of an update I did. And now I cannot get any audio into the Mac anymore, which is super frustrating because this week, this weekend... I'm supposed to be the one who, who streams and celebrates the Masses for two parishes, 15 churches. So the entire province almost <laughs> depends on the technology that I've installed. And it is really just, you know, patchwork. And it, it worked. It worked fine last week. And now it doesn't work anymore. So I've noticed that that was one of the things that I started to do was just to run around and organize stuff and making graphics and coming up with like a not just a regular mass but international mass and I started to come up with all sorts of other programs that I could make like I could do shows in Dutch where I would uh, entertain the elderly that are stuck at home and <laughs> catechesis courses well you know me I, I usually don't have a lack of creative ideas but this was just insane and I had to really stop myself, or actually, my body just stopped me. I became so tired and so, uh, I don't know, just worked up by this new situation that I didn't sleep well anymore. And I just felt I have to stop. So here, one issue with social distancing, bikes and motorbikes that are passing me by not keeping their distance because the path is so small. Let's hope they don't cough while they're on their bikes. Um, so I just felt that that's why this morning I started with this music. Like, okay, music really helps me to, to de-stress. De and also, um, this, this is not new. I have learned my lesson over the years that... Um, the big risk of creative people is that they sometimes, in, in, especially in times of pressure, feel this inner need, and it's completely self-inflicted, to do way more than is actually necessary. And so I had to really do a reality check after a couple of days, and I told myself, every time I had a new idea, I told myself, no. <laughs> that is my superpower. It is one small word, no. <laughs> Sometimes I even felt like I was talking to my inner dog. No, no, Roderick, no, no, bad dog, bad dog, sit, sit. <laughs> but it worked, it really worked. And I've also really, oh, speaking of dogs, there are two here walking around. One, one is, hey, hey buddy. <laughs> Looking for prey. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it, 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 it worked in the sense that I had to ask myself again, who is waiting for all these new ideas? Why do I fall back in this uh, 
attitude of wanting to be the savior of everyone and uh, do everything for everyone. That is impossible. Uh, nobody will miss stuff that they don't know about, right? So instead of, of uh, creating new expectations by starting all sorts of new initiatives, why don't I just stick with the things that I've always done, that I know how to do well, and that my current audience actually enjoys? And it's this stability of the output, just doing what I do and do it well, that in itself is of great value in these times where everything changes. And I'm sure you have that same experience. You tend to appreciate even more the things that remind you of normal life. Like there's nothing nicer than at the end of a day where you've been following the news, like from the moment you woke up to the moment you close your eyes, to have that one time where you just sit in a chair and you browse Netflix and you, you just watch an episode of The Big Bang Theory. And you're like, oh, this is normalcy. This is what my life used to be. And it is really helpful to um, put things in per- into persp- perspective. Whoa, you're using fireworks here? What the heck? Now that the schools are closed... You definitely get misbehavior from especially younger people. I wonder... There's a group of people there. What is that? I can't really tell. Further down the road, I see a lot of people there. I think it's people. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I may just turn left here and walk through the woods. That's probably what I'm going to do. I don't want to be near any crowds, especially not young people, because it's, it's interesting that especially these younger people that are less likely, at least that's what we think right now, are less likely to be affected by the virus, they really display irresponsible behavior. Just They don't care, and they just group together. And this is also part of this transition phase, I think, where slowly people will, and I hope that they will quickly start to realize that this is serious and that maybe their lives may not be in danger, but they can endanger the lives of other people around them. But, you know, young people, oh, those youngsters, they have no sense of responsibility. Anyway, so um, my job, I think, right now, or at least what I give myself to do, is to normalize my own life as much as possible, just slow down and do even less than I would normally do. So instead of going in overdrive, trying to come up with all sorts of new initiatives, to just see what is the minimum that I have to do to serve the people around me. Just turning to the left here. I'm not sure if this is a path, but we will soon discover. Um, So the... Just to, to do the podcasts, start, I started streaming video games again. Just one evening, but for in the first few days, I was so worked up by everything and maybe also stressed because of the situation of my parents. And then in, at work, there was also a lot of... You know, they kind of fell into the same trap. That's how it feels that my the broadcasting company that I work for... Uh, 
it, well, as a program maker, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, an employee. They started to bombard me with all sorts of proposals. We could do, we should do that. Maybe you can do like a, a live stream from your home studio and then you call in via Skype and we'll, we'll have interviews and prayers and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, and it, <laughs> I received that email and I'm thinking, okay, I've just decided to do less than I normally do. And this is like, this is days and days of work every week, not to mention that I am going to submit myself to the, um, let's see, the, 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 the approval. That's how it works in my psyche. When, I, when I'm asked to do something like that and I, I agree to do it, then of course I want to do a good job. So I feel that everybody's looking at me and I know that that is a recipe for disaster. That's going to burn me out in, in one week. So, to them, too, I had to say, stop. And in a way, it was funny. Um, I recognize the same behavior that I've had for many years, and that has completely destroyed other people's lives. You know, this unfeathered, un, uh, how would you say that, untethered? Yeah, untethered uh, need to, to create stuff, to do things, to produce to be creative. I see that same thing happening uh, in this changing situation where all of a sudden everybody realizes, well, but we're actually, you know, the work that I do is considered to be essential work for, for society, media work. It's one of those, uh, the government has made a list of, of um, uh, areas of work that have to be protected in this current situation. And uh, journalism, media work is one of those professions. That kind of feel, makes me feel special. <laughs> so, um, but it is this, this, maybe it comes from a feeling of responsibility, like we have to be there for our audiences. And that is not always something that we ask ourselves in the world of media. It's often about just the numbers and how can we get funding for this and that series, etc., but now this, I work for a public, uh, public broadcasting company. And so we have, a, we have a, a role in society, a responsibility. And I think that's where probably all those ideas came from. They sat down, everything is changing, so they have to completely reschedule everything and, and rebalance the budgets and everything is off the table. Everything normal is gone. And then people just start yelling things at each other like, oh, we could do that. Oh, Father Roderick can do this. Let's just, if you write him an email, I'll set things in motion. And so I got sometimes several emails a day where the ideas would have changed completely by the end of the day. And then it was just sent to me like, oh, you're going to do that. And like my inner slightly wiser Father Roderick reacted with, no, (laughs) no, I don't think so. So this morning I had a couple of conversations where I also had to try to avert some of those projects that were <laughs> put on my... Well, at least they ask me if I want to do that. And I'm aware of that power, that I can decide and I can also decide to say no, which I kind of did. And I'm always in for you know creative thinking, but I believe that it is important for my own health, but also for the... For everyone, we have to set an example, I think. I have to set an example in the way that I deal with this situation of stress and change. And I think the example is to uh, to slow down, to 
really take a hard look at everything extra and ask yourself, is this truly necessary or is this just, oh, would be nice. And it's vital to do that. If you don't, we're going to have a lot of worked, out, uh, worked up and burned out people, I think. And I know myself far too well that, that it would be very destructive uh, if, I would, if I would jump on every opportunity or follow every great idea. Even if it's a great idea, it's not, not always something you have to do right now. So it, it's funny to be in the situation where all of a sudden I think I am a little bit wiser than some of the people around me. And it's always been the opposite. I've always been... The, the person they call last and say, well, hey, we thought of this and that. You go do it. And now I'm like, oh, you thought of that? Well, you know what? I would recommend not doing it, and here's why. <laughs> oh, the power of no. It's unbelievable. Um, it is also true for, you know, my other goals. As you know, I was running, training for the marathon, really not believing for for several weeks that, that this would uh, uh, would still go through. I, I was pretty sure, certain that was cancelled, and so it was, like everything else in life. But, um, of course, the temptation here, too, is to just keep training, doing these long distances. But I think also physically, that's probably the worst I could do. Right now, it's about maintenance. It's about, you know, doing shorter runs. Because if I would do these long runs... I'm going to put all my energy and physical resources into a training for a race that I may not run in, in, in half a year. And that makes your body vulnerable for, you know, infections and not necessarily the virus itself. But there are many other things that can happen when you're in a weakened state. And so um, there too, I'm just trying to keep it simple, just do, you know, six, seven miles a few days per week and that's probably enough to just maintain my form and that's it I've also decided to put some more time into uh, rebalancing my own uh, let's say my, my health the what I eat uh, when I go to bed for the last week it's been all over the place there were days that I went to bed like yesterday I think I went to bed at 3 30 in the morning I'm not kidding you the reason of course was all this audio trouble and then I felt this compulsion almost to make a video where I had fixed the sound and then I was re-watching the video and I couldn't I had one sound one audio source that was good but that was from like a service that we use to transmit mass to the elderly so I could download an MP3 with, you know, reasonably good audio. But then it turned out it was out of sync. And so the audio recording, I don't know what kind of software they use, but was slightly slower or faster than the video. And I couldn't sync it up. Uh, so I had to make a lot of cuts in that video. Um, ooh, there's a lot of mud here. How do I get around this? Okay, I'm in the woods here. And it's been raining quite a bit. And then this part of the path is just this dark mud. All right, I'll just go over here. Um, 
so the uh, uh, it turned, and then once I started, I wanted to finish it, and it was a long mass because I did everything in multiple lang- languages. That was also something that I realized yesterday. So I've been doing these international masses on Saturday evening, and I did one yesterday evening as well. But I'm overdoing it. I'm trying to you know, speak like six languages, and I'm constantly doubling content like every time I say something I want to say it in five languages and it makes it such a drag and so nobody really wants that and it's not necessary Catholic liturgy has a certain structure that anyone who's Catholic will recognize so even if I say parts in Spanish or English people will be able to follow it and there's no need to constantly repeat everything in five languages it just and then I did the rosary, uh, which is something I've never streamed, and that was because John, John Paul, <laughs> Pope Francis. My brain is is longing for for the olden days. Um, oh, here's a road. What am I going to do? There is. I could go back, or I could. No, I'm just going to the right here. Take a slight detour. That's a pretty. Um, quiet itinerary, I hope. <clears throat> it's really quiet. You hear that? Almost no cars. There's one motorbike going to pass me by in a few seconds. But this is definitely much less traffic than normal on this road. Alright. So, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so again there for international mass, I'm just gonna simplify it, keep it short instead and and uh with the rosary, same thing, you know. There's no need for me to stream that. Uh, Pope Francis asked us to pray the rosary together at nine o'clock in the evening, Roman time. So I figured, well, if I'm gonna celebrate mass I might as well do the rosary after that. But it became like one hour and forty five minutes of video. And then I was syncing that up manually, bit by bit. <laughs> that is why I was in bed at 3.30. And now this morning I'm thinking, why, why did I do that? It's just this, this maybe frustration that technology is um, abandoning me. Because of course that, like, I need to figure this out for the weekend. I think I need to do that because otherwise I won't be able to stream mass. Uh, at least there won't be any audio that is understandable. Um, but it's not worth losing sleep over. It's not worth uh, working, you know, hours into the night. That's insane. So I'm, even though I know intellectually that that is not a wise thing to do, not stretch myself too much in this early, in this early period of uh, of the coronavirus. But just keep a steady rhythm. So from now on, I'm going to uh, fall back on, on, on my very, very consistent schedule. Always wake up at the same time. Always go to bed at the same time. Have my prayer moments during the day. Stop working after work is done. So this morning I got an email from, uh, uh, from someone I work with in the media and he wrote to his team and forwarded to me 
you know, the big temptation is to try to do everything right now because you feel that responsibility. Whoa, that's a police car going way too fast. Now he's braking because he's entering a village, but he's going like twice the speed that is allowed here. Hmm. Anywho. And he said, I know that, you know, the, the, the risk is that we work way too many hours every day. But the changing situation, and for a lot of his colleagues, and for himself too, they all have to get used to working at home. Which is something that a lot of people have no experience with whatsoever. So not only do they have to adapt to new methods of working, you know, like remote working or in school, the life of, of teachers, figuring out how to do, you know, remote teaching. Um, that is already such an investment of your energy. And then oftentimes when people work at home, there are kids to take care of. There's uh, a husband or wife. Um, the, it's, it's not an environment that is very much suited for, for the work that you want to do. And so a lot of us that have been working from home for years, we're kind of used to it and we know what the pitfalls are. But for the majority of people that now are stuck at home, this is a major change. And so he said, take time for that. Work less. So he said, normally, you know, we work eight hours per day. I tell you, work less. Just work less. Doesn't mean you have to, <laughs> you have to uh, compromise on quality, but, you know, be wise and give yourself some leeway. And this is also advice that I've heard from other people as well in these early days of the of the crisis um, take your time it takes days before you get used to the situation and it may take weeks before it becomes the new normal so don't beat yourself up about you know not being organized enough or not having enough output if you're a writer or a blogger or a podcaster don't beat yourself up about not, not delivering the, the, the shows that you used to do people understand everybody is adjusting nobody expects you to to immediately you know step into this new rhythm and I tell myself as well I, I, I'm like okay I haven't been doing a YouTube video for since forever I, I, I should do my Star Wars reviews my YouTube channel is going down the drain anything you know and well I have to tell myself well no you know, YouTube is not going anywhere. Star Wars is not going anywhere. Your audience is not going anywhere. Why the hurry? Just give yourself some leeway. And the more I kind of slow down and hopefully can communicate some of that inner peace, the more it will help people. Because you always feel that when someone is stressed and forcing. Uh, you, f you feel that. You see that. It's like... Uh, a teacher who has a student and the student hasn't slept for two days because you know didn't didn't invest enough time in pre preparation for the exam and then is forcing him or herself any teacher can feel that um, so and I think it's a, it's true for everything if, if if you're a parent your children will feel it if you're at peace or not and if you're constantly stressed if you overdo it on following the news thinking you need to follow things step by step, 
you will, I think, transmit that same uh, restlessness to your children. And that could cause all sorts of behavioral problems in return. That may trigger you, etc., etc. So in these times, when you, when you are at home with even the people you love, but you're not used to being at home for more than a couple of hours per day, just tell yourself that that is a major energy drain. So give yourself leeway. Work less. Slow it down a little bit. Uh, try to concentrate the times that you worry to a, a few times per day. But don't just have that. And I'm talking to myself as well. Don't keep your finger on the mouse button updating the news websites to see if there's already a new missive or a new rule or whatever. And instead, take time to listen to music, read a book, eat slower. You know, take time to chew on your food and to taste food, that sort of stuff. If you're used to eating, eating out a lot uh, or, you know, not cooking too much, dedicate yourself to some more cooking. Give yourself an hour every day to cook a decent meal learn some new recipes and try to enjoy it try to forget about the rest because there is only so much that we can worry about and most of the time our worries don't really contribute to the salvation of the world um, so that is kind of the way I try to adapt to this new situation um, when it comes to what I plan to do um, it's mostly this what I'm currently doing recording my weekly podcast I've been thinking about should I do a daily podcast some some of the podcasters that I follow actually do that they do like a daily chat or something would be nice but on the other hand I'm thinking well if I don't nobody expects me to so it's in the category would be nice that is not a relevant category right now it should be you know, is it useful? Is it good? Can it be done? Does it help? But uh, the category of would be nice, would be cool, it's probably something I have to kind of, you know, postpone to whatever future. Um, so I'm just going to do the three shows that I already record, the walk, uh, my weekly show, and then the show for the patrons. And that's, that's enough for podcasting I think and then um, I'll uh, I'll go back to my rhythm of uh, streaming I've struggled a little bit with the Lego streams uh, and that's more kind of a technical issue every time I, I stream I have to uh, unplug my laptop and bring it to another room I have to bring sometimes cameras over and so uh, setting up a good set for for the YouTube videos and I, that's where I put most of my focus um, it is quite finicky well, you know the lights have to be in the right position and the camera has to be set to a certain uh, have, they need certain settings and with Lego it's a totally different situation so I'm kind of putting that on hold for now and I'm sure that we have weeks to come where, you know, I, I may 
figure out an easy way to do the Lego streaming. And it's also another thing is that there's just too much going on right now. So I'd rather focus a little bit more on the YouTube because that's a little bit more important. It has a much larger following than the Lego channel. Just do that well. Try to get into the groove again. And then bit by bit, just step by step, once something becomes normal again and I get into a rhythm, that's the moment where I can make the next step. Or not. We'll just have to weigh uh, the value versus the effort that things take. And so uh, the streaming from the computer, streaming video games, that is actually something that um, is very low intensity uh, to, to organize and to do. It's sometimes just fun to chat a little bit and I just run around like a stormtrooper or flying an X-Wing fighter. I mean, it's not, it's not a content that's going to revolutionize the world, but it is company. And, and that works both ways. I enjoy being with that chat, having that chat at the side from all these people from everywhere. Um, and, and so it's, it, it kind of puts my mind off things. And probably the other way around, at least I hope, it works the same. People enjoy just watching this silly priest playing video games. I would also really want to pick up the pace a little bit more with the YouTube videos. Um, this may be an opportunity also to um, produce a bit more. What I would like to really focus more on is, is, uh, is evergreen content. So doing videos that may be a little bit less focused on you know, what's new and hip. Like the latest episode of this or that. I will continue to do that, but that's actually a lot of effort for something that only works for a week. So it's good for the views because I get a lot of, oops, a car, two cars, all right. I do get, um, if, for instance, with Clone Wars, right? If there's a new episode and I do a review the next day before everyone else, I'll get a lot of hits, but it, it just completely dwindles down in the days after that because then you get all the bigger YouTubers and even companies that will put out their videos and their ranking is much higher than my ranking. So that is... I mean, it, 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 it works and it does also create a little bit of revenue uh, from the advertisements but it's not really lasting very long whereas I know that if I would focus more on evergreen stuff and that may not even be Star Wars related or movie related I could also just look around and, and try to come up with other useful th things that I can do um, then that will probably be much more of a, an investment that will pay off later as well now is, I think is the time this, this time is also an opportunity to think about that a little bit more during the year in these first two months or three months now I've been kind of running around trying to just get into the getting a grip on the algorithm of YouTube. I've learned a ton of things, but at the same time, YouTube can be this 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 hungry monster you have to feed every day, and if you stop feeding it, then uh, it'll move on. <laughs> so that is not always the best time to step back and think. Well, okay, so is this actually working? 
And are there opportunities that I'm missing just because I don't give myself time enough to think about this? So that is one thing. Uh, a little bit of YouTube, maybe also try to steer it into an even more efficient direction. The second thing, uh, I'm like in the final phase of the TV show. Uh, that's where I have to put a lot of effort into blocking all these new ideas because they really wanted to shuffle around episodes, cancel entire episodes. They wanted to me to make new ones. And I'm like, I was totally done with TV. I should have been done in January with this TV show. So I'm really not accepting any new projects anymore. So no is going to be my superpower against those, you know... The, 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 these, these dangers of, of even more TV work for what, you know so hopefully I can keep that to a minimum instead now is the time that I can finally start working on uh, finishing those English episodes I've already been uh, doing a lot of work for the Scottish uh, series Ireland is already in the computer but I just couldn't find the time before to just sit down, translate the stuff, record new voiceovers. Because you can only do so much in eight hours. Now that I have most of my stuff at home, not everything though, there's one, there are two things that I still want to bring over. One is the editing computer, because I'm editing right now on my old, like seven-year-old PC, and it's really not fast enough for this kind of work. Uh, so I'd like to bring over the, uh, the the powerful PC that I normally use for that. And then um, uh, I have a second light kit. So I, my lights that I normally use for YouTube are in the church. And I want to keep them there because I, it took me hours and hours to position them in such a way that the image is acceptable. So I'm not going to touch that. But I do need light for my YouTube set. So, and then I bought um, an, uh, a, what is a collapsible green screen, an Elgato green screen, which is used a lot by gamers, because I really want to create something that is a little bit more versatile than my own, just the living room in which I'm recording stuff right now. So, I want to set up a good green screen, uh, sit down, uh, look, like, Something where I can sit down. I, I, the ideal location, let me describe you what I would like to do, is you have a green screen behind me, which I can, f- you know, fold up and get rid of whenever I'm not streaming. Lights in front of me. So I've got three s- spots that I want to use, or three LED lights. And then I would like to have... Um, a, not Right now, I'm like when I'm gaming... I'm using a TV screen, a big, very big one, like a 49-inch TV, which means that if I want to film myself, you know, with the games, you always have that insert of the person who is gaming, um, the webcam that I'm using for that is on top of the television, so it looks down on me, and it just doesn't look good at all. And that's because the screen is too big, so what would be a much better solution for me is to have this widescreen monitor. I've got like this super widescreen monitor that I'm using to edit. 
it's also in the offices bring that over and use that one for gaming that one also has a higher resolution it's not 4k but it has a like a big horizontal resolution so i could play the game on one part of the screen and have the chat on the right side of that but that monitor is much it's not as tall as a tv so then i could position the camera behind the monitor and so it would film i would be much more at eye level with the audience and if i create that then i think i could use that setup not just for video games or streaming but also to record the commentaries like what i do now in the green screen setup that i have at the office that's a huge green screen i'm sitting behind this mac this is uh what is it imac 27 inch so it's a big screen but i put it kind of on the side and i have the camera facing me directly um that works really well for podcasting but what may what is harder to do is to comment on stuff that's on your screen um so i can't really you know every time i want to see what what people are saying for instance in the comments i have to look sideways to read from the monitor uh, so I want to have something that enables me to look at the screen and look at the camera all the time and then even maybe switch back and forth between what's on my screen and the camera the full camera with the green screen behind it that way for instance if I would do like a Clone Wars episode I could show some pictures or when I you know one of the things that I, I think I want to do is do like an a, a deep dive commentary on on um, the rise of Skywalker. Of course, I can't show footage from the rise of Skywalker, but it could show stills. So, what if I would get the digital version and just go through it? Well, just watch it, and every time I have something to say, I'll just freeze the screen and use that freeze frame as an insert, and then just talk to the camera. I think that would be a much better and more efficient way to produce commentary videos than what I'm currently doing, which is I watch the movie, I have my notepad on the computer, and I type my notes, and then I have to sit down, uh, read from those notes, go back in and edit that video and, and, and do all the, insert these pictures later. That is a ton of work. Like those reviews that I do of Clone Wars, that's four to five hours of work. I'm serious. And that's just a 10-minute video. Um, I feel that that is not the best way to spend my time. What, what, what I would like to focus on is, you know, having something to say. And how I say that, well, that's much less important. There's still a lot of work being done there. That is a big, what is it? Looks like a huge garage and a storage center for something. But it's still under construction. Construction is one of those professions that you can't do at home. So these guys just have to keep working. There is another apartment building that they're constructing on the other side. I'm walking alongside the train, the railroad. They're building big apartment buildings. That All that work is also going on. Yeah still risky you know I can understand that in some countries they uh, 
completely lock down the the country but that would be a disaster for those that need to be outside for work can't work at home by the way about that lockdown um in my country they've decided not to do a total lockdown um because they are afraid and i think they're right that if they would do that then you may stop the spread of the virus but nobody becomes resistant so that is something you do it's like an extreme measure to uh, mitigate the influx of new patients to the hospitals which is absolutely necessary in some countries like Italy right now it's a, it's a total disaster what happens there and I think in less organized countries it is going to be a humanitarian disaster there are going to be tens of thousands of people that are going to die in like North Korea and Iran and there's so many countries that are unable to deal with this so then the total lockdown becomes necessary what they're hoping for here is that if they control the spread and kind of slow down the curve or mitigate the curve don't have to explain that concept anymore um, and if they do that then they, um, uh, the virus will still uh, continue to reach people and well, that's just what I meant these young people oh is he afraid of us or whatever because I'm walking you know I'm trying to keep my distance yes I am afraid of you because you're young and stupid okay and I want to live <laughs> anywho so um, the the what, what they're trying to do now is they know that, that this, this virus will ultimately even if you do a lockdown it will come back and nobody will be resistant and so it will just emerge again and you have to be, start all over again so what they're hoping for is that you get this uh, group immunity after months that will take maybe until the end of the year if not longer so they try to prevent the spread from from going too fast that of course is understandable because that way they can slow down now I'm actually I have to take a decision here am I going to get my groceries or not no I'm not going to get groceries I don't think it's necessary and I just don't want to risk it we don't know exactly how the virus is spreading the latest research seems to indicate that it's actually even more infectious than they thought it can also stay alive on certain surfaces like plastic and wood for up to 12 hours so no I'm not going to get groceries right now um, the um, uh, the if, if for months like bit by bit people will get affected by this and you keep the elderly and the most vulnerable people uh, as protected as possible that's what they're trying to achieve by closing these you know care centers then the younger people that are more healthy that can actually survive this virus they will build up resistance at least that's a theory we don't this is so new that we don't even really know if that resistance will will be or immunity will last but at least it is worth a try to just see if and if enough people will have had the virus and will have built up immunity then the virus will slow down its spread because it can't reach those immune people anymore and if the group is big enough then 
ultimately will come to a standstill. And hopefully they are hoping to buy enough time for this, uh, for, you know, medication to be developed or, um, you know, even, even preventive medication. But all that is still, everything is so in flux. And uh, I think it is, uh, you know, it sounds, it sounds likely at the same time, it may change, and and maybe the situation in in in, in Italy is something that we are all going to experience. I'm, I'm very worried about the United States as well, because of just the size of that country and also the extreme ability of people there. Um, oof, I don't want to think about what could happen if if Italy becomes, you know, if you scale that up to the size of the United States. So it could very well be possible that we do get a lockdown. And so mentally I'm trying to pre- prepare for that. And at the same time, I don't think that um, we have much to worry about. For Of course, you always have to worry about getting infected and what that may do. So working on your health is actually one of the best things you can do right now. Eat healthy. Try to, you know, lose weight. Stop smoking. Oh, if there's one thing you should do right now is stop smoking because this virus attacks the lungs. And if there's anything that threatens your lungs, it's smoking. So, you know, (laughs) smoking is lethal. We all know that. Can be lethal. But in combination with this virus, it is going to be lethal. So so there are many ways in which you can try to build up resistance, uh, try to walk around a house or just stay mobile and sleep enough take it easy stress is also always harmful to your overall condition so just try to take good care of yourself and the people around you that is that is what you should be worried about i think and then for the rest you know food toilet paper oh my goodness don't worry about that i mean in our countries and most of the countries where we live um we were so well organized that that is just not nobody's going to starve from you know not having enough to eat or not having enough toilet paper <laughs> that is really not going to be much of a problem for the quality of our lives so stay calm drink a cup of tea um listen to some music say your prayers go to bed early <laughs> and then work less that would be my advice. All right. I've been uh, babbling on for way too much right now. Hope you enjoyed this. Um, as I said, this will be uh, hopefully back into its usual rhythm for the next couple of weeks. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And uh, if you're supporting me, thanks. If you can't support me because of financial situations, because of the, the whole you know changing economy right now you know don't worry about it i only want people to support me if they can and if they can't there are many other ways in which you support me already it's by taking you know giving me the privilege of your time take good care of yourself and i will be back soon god bless